0: You're listening to Right Now Stories. To learn how to write your own, go to writeinthenow.com. Monsters by Daniel Will Harris, read by Alison Youngberg. Yes, I saw the monster behind me. He was clearly visible in the mirror, so him sneaking up behind me did not go unnoticed. I assumed he was a he, because I doubted that a she would be this careless. Not to mention that he smelled like a rotting carcass, and his breathing was so loud. It was as if there was a breeze, a hot, foul breeze that made the room feel tropical. This wasn't the first time a monster had come into my bedroom. The previous times had gotten messy, and I was determined not to make the same mistake this time. Here are a few things I learned. One never scream. They hate screaming. It upsets them. They wet themselves. And trust me, there is no product on earth that will take out the smell of monster pee. You just have to throw out the carpet and start over. Two, never look them in the eye. It makes them giggle. And while that sounds charming, and for the first few seconds I actually thought it was, it inevitably leads to them throwing up. And like their pee, you simply have to replace anything their puke touches. This includes hardwood floors. Three, for God's sake, don't pet them. I learned this the hard way. I thought I'd got it all figured out. I didn't scream, I didn't look, and so it nuzzled up to me in its furry yet repulsively sticky way. Then he, once again, it felt like a he, started making adorable little noises like if an alligator was mated with a kitten, And something instinctive compelled me to pet the top of its head. I didn't know until that very moment that the top of their head was an erogenous zone. And once again, I was dealing with a monstrous fluid, only this one dried and hardened within seconds, which made it difficult to move. So tonight, I was just going to ignore it and hope it would go away. This was easier said than done, because they do smell, and my mind kept going over the costs of new carpet, new bed frame, new flooring so i lay stock still in the bed and i thought about all the possible reasons why my bedroom had become monster grand central i chalked it up to the crying over my ex who i'd broken up with calling him a monster well he was at the time i couldn't think of anything more disgusting than him coming to bed after going to the gym and not taking a shower then thinking he would try to get romantic. Little did I appreciate that at least I could wash the sheets. I didn't have to burn them. But I assume the real monsters don't have a choice. They were born this way. Whereas Kurt was a grown-ass man and could have, no, should have learned that it was common decency to take a shower after being all sweaty. He'd say, I think I smell good. And I'd say, why would you possibly think that? And he'd say, because I have a nose, Lila. And I'd say, well, it's not working. And by this time he'd be fast asleep. So finally I emptied his drawers into bankers boxes I'd brought home just for the occasion, dragged them outside, and texted him saying it was going to rain and he should come pick them up immediately. I had a locksmith change all the locks, I turned off the lights and peered through the blinds to see when he came, if he was angry, and if I could still smell him through the double-paned windows. And I cried. I cried because even though Kurt was a monster, he was my monster, and if he hadn't been so disgusting, he might have been okay. No, my mother didn't like him. My friends all said he was an animal. But he kept me warm at night. He never did pick up his shit. So it just sat there on the lawn getting soggy until I had to drag the wet, smelly boxes to the curb. I came back inside and cried. No, not cried, wailed, because now my apartment smelled really nice and I liked it, but it was so quiet too. There was no stomping around, no throat clearing and snoring and farting. It just seemed too empty. So when the first monster arrived, I was shocked, of course, but somehow not that surprised. Perhaps because I'd become used to Kurt and this thing wasn't all that different. It just had more eyes. And I started having the same dream over and over and over about how my crying, no wailing, had opened some kind of portal on the wall across from my bed which faced the space liquidation lab, some kind of government facility that advertised. They advertised how they were able to make space where there was none and none where there was some. The ads didn't make sense to me, but the people in the photos looked really happy. And when Kurt was still here, I wondered if they couldn't make a space for him. Something sound and smell-proof. But I never got around to asking because, you know, things. So short of any hard and fast explanation, it just seemed rational, at least in my dream and then increasingly in real life, that the monsters were coming from the space where Kurt might have gone. It didn't really matter why, because they were here. Not every night. There were nights that were so quiet, I'd wake up to the sound of my own crying, but then I'd hear the stomping, smell the stench, and I'd know I wasn't alone. So tonight, I've chosen to find it comforting. It actually is. Just as long as I ignore him, I'm not alone.